Hi, welcome to Randomness and Entertainment. I'm your host, Angel Lozano, and I'm joined by... Hey, how's it going? Uh, I am joined by... Mayfian Lopez-Riendo. Um, yeah, so anyway, this episode we will be talking about WandaVision and everything regarding the series, including fan expectations. That's right. All right. Um, first up, we'll be doing a non-60-second spoiler review. And then we'll be just diving all in. Sounds great. All right. So, I do think, like, this show reminds me of Legion. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, no. So, it's just like... Without giving any away, anything away, like, please, go watch this before. <clears throat> um, but yeah, no, it, it reminds me of Legion, because it seems to be breaking the boundary instead of just being held by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't really speak to it, because I haven't seen Legion in its entirety at all, really, just trailers here and there. Um, so, but what i will say is that going off of what you said it does break boundaries and it plays with what is real and what isn't in a really interesting way especially when you know it's a weekly episode release so from one episode to another they leave you on cliffhangers and you're like where's that going and it drives the fans wild and their speculation yeah. we'll get into later but yeah it's 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 a, it's a really it keeps you it keeps the twists coming throughout the show yeah and it's just like both shows manage to play with heavy-handed topics, but do it in a way where it's just not hitting you in the head with it, mm-hmm. unlike a lot of shows. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So are you ready to drop into the spoiler section now? I'm ready to drop into the entire series as a whole. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess we got to start with the beginning how did you yeah how did you like the the format because it really it, it, the show was designed to make you think it was one thing and you caught onto the concept pretty quickly each episode is a new decade and all that yeah how did you feel and about that i when i first saw like these first two three episodes it it <laughs> i was immediately confused because you know how in most shows they would just give you an explanation on how it got there instead? Right, of course. Yeah, so when it was just like, nope, we're just going right into sitcom. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really enjoyed about it because, for example, people like my parents, especially my stepdad, he was like really not vibing with it the first two episodes. He's like, is it going to be black and white the entire time? I'm like, let let Marvel do their thing. They're being artistic. There's a point to this. They're going to explain it later. And it's like, it, I can see how that would lose some people initially, you know, people who aren't yeah. diehard fans. And um, what I, there was a post I saw. I saw like how each episode or, or each at least two episodes would be tackling on grief. Like the first, the first one is denial. The next one is yeah, blah, the five blah, blah. stages of grief. Yeah, yeah. Um, someone made that comparison too. It, it felt like a little bit of a stretch, but mostly it, it fit. So I, I, I kind of appreciated that little theory. Yeah. Um, I 
do gotta say, like, <laughs> it was nice to see the actress that played Kitty to appear on this. Right, right. Yeah, and then it, it uh, what really surprised me is I learned that her and the director worked together previously, and that's how she got into this. Really? Yeah, and, but also because, you know, they need somebody that's sitcom-y. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, um, you're referring to... Uh, Captain Han, or are you recurring Kitty? Is that from uh, Kit- Two Girls that's- or Two Waitresses? No, no, no. She is from Kitty. Is <laughs> oh gosh, we're already off the rails. I know. But, um... I was like, I'm not sure what show you're referring to. Kitty. No, Kitty. She she's the older woman. She was she played Mrs. Hart. Oh okay. Yes. Oh okay 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 yeah yeah. See, I'm not familiar with her work, so I, I didn't recognize who that was. Yeah, yes. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, that actress was the mom on that '70s show. Ah, okay. That's that's how we know her. Yeah, because I was like, she's familiar. She's been in stuff, and that's why I know her from yeah. that '70s show. She did a great job in the first episode. Classic, classic. Yeah, yeah I mean, pretty creepy. Yeah, <laughs> that that scene alone was just. I was just like, okay, I could see the horror roots that are gonna appear in like. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Like yeah. I really thought they were going to continue that more in WandaVision, but it at the at the heart of it, it was very sitcom-y and sitcoms are more light than dark or anything else, you know what I mean? So yeah. the Twilight Zone stuff could only stay for so long. But I did like that it teased that weird, you know, ethereal dark side. So yeah. I was ready for it. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants a dark sitcom after all. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of it, you will just feel sad. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um yeah, but also I do got to commend Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen for their acting. They carried it. Whether mm-hmm. it yeah, no, like whether it was the dra- dra- dramatics or the comedic, they managed to do it 100%. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Where they particularly shined, especially Elizabeth Olsen, is when... Uh, it was still the early episodes. I, I want to say three or four or five. Basically everything... <laughs> Up until that, you know, midway point when we didn't really know where it was going, where we didn't really know much. We just knew all these weird things were happening inside Westview. Um, mm-hmm. It was really interesting when she found out Monica was, quote unquote, like an imposter, like didn't belong there, you know. And yeah. when she was like, who are you? <laughs> she brought up <laughs> when, when she brought up uh, Pietro dying. It got real serious real quick. And like everyone was like, whoa, she's about well, to kill yeah. her. Yeah, it got really dark really quick, and I really enjoyed them being able to turn on a dime like that. It was great. Yeah, like, I think the one episode where, I I mean, besides episode eight and episode, whether it was, like, three or four, was um, episode five, I think. Mm-hmm. I Like, um, the fight scene at the end of the episode. Between who? It was Wanda and Vision when they're having the argument. Oh, when they start like floating and stuff and they're about to go at it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that got tense too. I really thought they were about to start throwing down. Yeah, no, but it's just like when it started showing the credits, I was like, oh, okay, end of the episode. But then it's just like. They they kept fighting. (laughs) Yeah, like I really like that. Mm -hmm. Like what I mentioned earlier, how it was breaking boundaries instead of being confined by it. I love stuff doing like that. Oh, yeah. Like they didn't, they didn't just necessarily play by the rules of Marvel or even sitcoms. Right. 
And that's what was beautiful about it because it's like that's the classic sitcom trope. Something crazy happens, things go off the rails, but by the end of it, it's all okay. It all works out. Well, it yeah. didn't. It, the credits are rolling and they're still going at it. This is yeah. not okay with what's going on. And that's what yeah, I loved about them breaking that trope. It's like, no, something is wrong. Yeah, no. And it's just like, I, I've heard people say at the end of the finale, like, oh, she got off light on it. Uh, if you think about it logically, it's just like, this is going to get out. Like, she's not going to be somebody that's able to buy property and stuff yeah well it's a good thing that lot is already purchased i think so that was good she didn't find out about it until (laughs) but that's still her dirt but i know what you mean like it's gonna get out like you said people are gonna from that she might have her own like tony stark slash well and name any of his villains that you know he met he effed over when he was younger but like there might be someone super powered from that uh from that that town who was under her spell and like has a grudge against her you know in the future yeah definitely. so yeah it's like you said she's gonna uh, she's gonna be a villain in the eyes of whoever she essentially tortured you know indirectly or intentionally but she did you know so yeah and like like they didn't they didn't soothe it over is another thing i like yeah yeah they didn't it's just kind of like yeah people are looking at her nasty as she walks up to monica rambeau in the last episode it's like things yeah. aren't peachy <laughs> yeah so. um but yeah, every, like beyond Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen, everyone else did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. It's just the same problem as every other superhero media. They're underused. Of course. Yeah, it's a very limited episode run. Super limited. Yeah, and I recently learned that there was the original plan of them having 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. That's what people were like, secret episode, secret episode, but it never happened. <laughs> Or will uh, it? I don't know. <laughs> we will find out this we Friday. We will find out this Friday. But honestly, it like this show was really fun. Yeah. To watch. Like, I think the moment it really sold or I was already sold, but I think the moment itself it sold for me had to be like episode four that in itself like it was episode three episode four because it was just like nope we aren't just we aren't just doing this for fun or whatever like this is we're bringing the hard work we're bringing the big right to this yeah no i agree i mean it it really got like when you started seeing, even from the beginning, when you saw like Jimmy Boo and Monica Rambeau like arrive at outside of Westview, and you saw like, oh, the movie format, like you, know, they kept planting the seeds at the beginning, and then no, this is gonna be treated as a movie once you're outside the hex, like in a movie in the sense like the real MCU, you know, we're shooting it like it's a movie because that's the real yes, world, you know what I mean? Exactly. That's this is where the real stuff happens, and Wanda's fantasy world is her fantasy world, and. Seeing those, like, like the play the aspect ratios, seeing those worlds collide, things come into color, things come closer to reality, yeah. and then it does, and then they, they have to come to a crossroads. She has to face it at the very end. Yeah, and uh, but I think the other person, the other two people that need a hand of applause are Tyra, Tano- Tenora Paris and 
Catherine Hahn. Dude, Catherine Hahn is my new favorite actress. Like, I, I really haven't seen her in too much. I know she voiced um, Dr. Octopus in uh, the Spider-Verse, which was awesome. I didn't oh, even realize yeah, that was no, her, she, but... Yeah, um, she was also on Parks and Rec. Mm, okay, okay. That's a big show I still haven't seen. People are crucifying me about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should watch uh, it. I'll definitely check it out eventually this summer when I have time, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's fantastic, and she just kills that 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 tropey nosy neighbor neighbor role. She kills yeah, it. It's, it's so good. And I just I love that they use somebody who is like usually relegated to the best friend role to be the villain. Like that in itself is genius casting. It really is. I mean, Marvel's been pretty spot on with their casting. They usually don't. Yeah, they usually don't mess up. Yeah, and then, um. Paris herself, um, she was really fantastic as Monica. Really fantastic. I mean, I bought it. I believed her. Her heart was in the right place the whole time. You know, she she felt for Wanda. I believed. It. I believed her character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the only thing, the only flaw to her plan was, hey, let me just say this to Wanda. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that's gonna convince her. Like, who are you? You're nobody. Like, you know what I mean? Like to Wanda at least. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought it was really interesting. It was a pretty big twist when, not a big twist, but it surprised me when the first of all, everyone was expecting Richards, and it was just like some army general. But second of all, uh, when she tries to drive through the hex with that little space rover, and then it doesn't work, and then she kind of just has to like run through it herself. And I was like, wow, all of that gets eaten up, but she can make it through. Is like, is <laughs> I don't want to call it plot armor because she's actually a hero in the comics, but like. You wonder if she has some sort of X gene or she's been, she's just being mutated by the hex, right? Like that's kind of what happens. Yeah. Like I, I, I've heard people say like, it's like maybe some stuff with Carol or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But honestly, I, I, I can't wait to see what her character does next. Mm -hmm. Whether that's in uh secret invasion or Captain Marvel 2. Right. That is going to be so much fun. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Okay. Um, we need to talk about the biggest Let's thing. Let's hear it. Evan Peters. <laughs> oh. Fietro? Yes. <laughs> Fietro. <laughs> Had such a love and hate relationship with his character. Oh, oh yes. Like, for me, I'm okay with the twist. Like... I mean, I understand it was too early in itself to right, do that. Right, right. Like, I mean, I I know originally Marvel wasn't supposed to start with it, but then COVID mm -hmm. happened. Yeah, but uh, Evan Peters was really fantastic as, I guess, Pietro. As yeah, him. fantastic. I mean, great actor. He killed it. I mean, he killed his like his MCU fake take on Quicksilver, right? um being controlled yeah. by agatha but uh <laughs> he's he's funny through and throughout even until like he gets his little charm ripped off him by monica and it's 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 a it's a yeah. incredible tease from feige and the gang because it's like oh what if what if what if and that's literally what it was it yeah. was a what if that's literally yeah. what it was like it like it wasn't like some oh they're making a boner joke it's like no, like it's kind of like a fun little it's a tongue-in-cheek wink yeah it's a yeah. wink like haha we know he's from the universe and you thought he was going to be something bigger but he's not 
Yeah, but but it, I I don't think they were trying to do it maliciously. Eh, you know, I, I I know they weren't twirling their mustaches when they did it, but they definitely thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool? And some people got their hopes a little too high, and then they got hurt when they realized the truth. Yeah. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah, and I think what the reason why people got their hopes was not only that, but their own theorizing. Mm-hmm. Or even the leaks themselves. Yeah, the leaks even had me thrown off. I was like, huh? Who? Who's going to appear? <laughs> yeah. And how you mentioned, like, um, how the, the astrophysicist. Yeah, people thought Breed like, was big time. They thought he was going to go in. I'm like, man, this whole, spo- this whole show is spoiled for me. I keep hearing all these leaks and stuff. I'm like, what is going to happen? <laughs> yeah, not, but, but it just didn't make sense because it's just like. Why add something like that early Right, on? yeah, especially if it's a one-off episode. Like, mm, nah, that's like finale-level stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but then when I read about the interview and stuff, it's just like, I guess it was just a miscommunication or a joke thing. Are you talk- what are you talking about specifically? Like, uh, Paris, uh, Paris, she, uh, she was just like, oh, I can't wait to see your guys' reaction to that. But I guess she was joking. Ah, uh, okay. And someone misread it and took it too far. I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, at least it wasn't Bethany. Yeah, Bethany really <laughs> trolled this like crazy, 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 crazy. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I would make a joke like that. But... Like, I bet he was laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah. He. <laughs> I feel I feel so bad for the theorizing. It was kind of cruel. I was like, man, because honestly, I really did expect some sort of cameo from Doctor Strange, even if it was just like a note or a letter. You know, even if he didn't show up in his face and like Wanda, you got to chill out. Yeah, but uh, I so apparently it was due to COVID. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. He was uh, he was region locked into where was he at the time? Was he across the across the sea? I think. Uh, yeah, 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 he was across the pond. And he literally could not come over and film anything. So, yeah, and and like scenes were cut out. And he should have just done a Zoom call like, or something. Uh... <laughs> He's zooming Wanda. He's Zoom like, "Hey, uh, Wanda, <laughs> you got to stop this." <laughs> She's like, "Okay." <laughs> Pretty much. Um. Yeah. Um. But uh. One major scene that was supposed to happen was um, so Monica, Wu, and um, Darcy, they were supposed to try to get a hold of the mm-hmm. dark code. But the thing is, Scratchy, the, uh, the pet that Agatha right, had, right. he was supposed to turn into a demon. Mm, okay. Yeah. But that got cut due to COVID. <laughs> you know what happens. Yeah. Um, but I mean, hopefully in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, we get that multiverse. Heck yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's in the name. I would really, really hope they go big and beyond with it. I mean, it's Sam Raimi. I mean... I'm just looking forward to possibly seeing... Oh, no. This is not the time to blank on his name. Hold on. Who is that actor who always works with Sam Raimi? Bruce Campbell. Uh, Bruce Campbell. I, I would love to see Bruce Campbell is like an alternate universe Doctor Strange. 
Oh my gosh. That, that would be hilarious. Would... He's like, what? You think you're some kind of wizard, huh? I'm the Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay. But yeah, no. Evan Peters himself, he was really cool, especially playing as the fun. Oh god, he killed that role. My favorite episode was the Malcolm in the Middle one. I mean, it was beautiful. It was oh beautiful. my gosh. Yeah, no. Um, When they did that intro, I was like, this is so Malcolm in yeah, the yeah. Middle. They definitely did the research. They watched hundreds of hours of sitcoms. I think I heard an interview they said or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. They, they must have been sick <laughs> sitcoms. Probably. Oh. <laughs> uh, but now let's talk about the theme of sure. grief that they let's touch back on grief did on the show. <sighs> grief, I know, is a complicated. It subject, can be for sure. But I, I mean, it. Yeah. I think the biggest thing to talk about when it comes to grief and Wandavision is obviously we know how she handled it poorly. Like she cried so hard, she created a new universe, right, all for herself. Um, yes, <laughs> but and she's very powerful. That's that's what that demonstrates. Uh, I mean, we all yeah, you know, you know, just a, every Friday night, I just cry myself in the universe. It's not, it's not a big deal, but it's a big deal when you have powers <laughs> like hers. So, it's it's interesting to see the show play with, kind of play with who's right, who's wrong, because Agatha, while she is the antagonist, she doesn't really do much. She maybe what like like bewitches a town's member or two compared to Wanda's like hundreds, and yeah. all all Agatha wants is just. Wanda's power. That's it. You know, I mean, that's doesn't make her good, like, but it makes like, her a lot less harmful yeah. than Wanda. Yeah, like it's the lesser in in this people. moment. You have somebody that unintentionally, yeah. and then you have somebody that who once they get the powers will be doing exactly, exactly. Stuff. And so, yes, Agatha is still the antagonist for a reason. She shouldn't have Wanda's powers because she's not going to use them for good and justice. But Wanda is unintentionally being chaotic. You know what I mean? She's chaotic neutral for doing bad. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I mean, but I mean, to be fair, we would all want to bring back our loved ones just. Yeah. And that's why I really agreed with Monica saying that at the end and being understanding. She's like, she she literally says it. Yeah. If I could bring my mom back, I would like I get why you did it. You know, these people will never understand. Yeah. And that's true. And that's true. And it really plays with it. Like she doesn't really end the she doesn't end the show being a hero or a villain, just someone who's been through something and has to like work through yeah. it i mean she should have just gone to there you know it might have been wise it really might have been yeah i mean clint should have right. just showed up which by the way he should have showed up which is weird because he he's played a big part he really has him. actually they've had some moments from age of ultron to the end of endgame you know or yeah yeah he's, he's always kind of been there for her like as a mentor trying to help her out yeah, so it was kind of weird, but then again, if you thought about it, he probably would have gone in. She would have snapped out of it. Oh, I mean, you could say that about anything. I mean, if Doctor Strange showed up episode two, like, yeah, stop this, Wanda. No more show. You know what I mean? So it, it kind of had to happen. <laughs> yeah, but but seriously, though, like, just uh, we understand her grief and all that, all the tragedy she mm-hmm. has endured. But at the end of the day, it's just, it's asking us, like, how you asked. Like, is this okay to do? I mean, 
sure we probably would never want to do that but unintentionally yeah. we would like i when we're grieving we may unintentionally mm-hmm. hurt people and it's just another uh, while we're on yeah. that point another good analogy i think i i'm going to take it to a different universe real quick but um I was watching a Superman animated movie not too long ago, and he was like monologuing about how, you know, he feels like he lives in a world made of cardboard, you know, any, any, you know, any push too, too hard and he can kill people or level buildings. And he always has to hold that back. It's kind of the same thing with Wanda, except not physical strength, but magical ability. Like, and when you have someone who's so emotionally yeah. distraught and they can let these powers fly without really thinking about it. And not really considering what they can do to other people. It's that same concept. She's so powerful, but she needs to hold back and she needs to get a hold of it. Otherwise, people get hurt, you know? Yeah. And and another theme I like that they touch upon, which is similar to Legion, I mentioned earlier, is that they both deal with right. mental health. And in this case, given after everything that was 2020. <laughs> it's just like it was more relatable mm-hmm. than ever. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm just really glad we got a show where it was much more character driven instead of just while well, the classic fighting and just twists and turns it it was just much more about the emotional and character development of wanda and vision who we haven't talked (laughs) about (laughs) he's here's the thing about vision if we can get into him real quick he i don't want to say he's inconsequential because he does a lot in the show but I'm saying this version of Vision is only ever really going to live in the show because he's a weird in-between between like a new fresh slate Vision, but also he, by the end, when he transfers all his memories and experiences of the real Vision over uh, to, I guess, like the white Vision, that's yet another clean slate. And so we've kind of seen three iterations mm-hmm. of the same Vision. Like we've seen OG Vision who dies this one who learns he's in a fake reality and that he's not the real vision. And then we have like the clean white slate vision who does get all the memories of the first vision, but not necessarily is going to revert to that as we see him fly off and, and not really know what to make of things, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I mean, like that is something people don't understand. They think like he's going to not go necessarily at all. When it's just like, <laughs> yeah, because it's just like, it's like, he's emotionless so it's just like if you don't have emotions you're just looking at it through like mm-hmm. like a picture yeah book and it's just, you're just looking at the logical facts okay i was born here this happened this happened this happened i kissed this woman i died you know yeah so it's gonna be really interesting to see how long he stays emotionless what this new character development and growth will be past wandavision i, do, I don't know we have to see the circumstances yeah. surrounding him yeah I mean, at least Paul Bettany gets... That's what I'm saying. I'm like, good for you, dog. They could have killed you years ago. (laughs) Like, permanently, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it it really is... This in itself, like, because if I remember correctly, originally, it was 
Black Widow that was supposed Yeah, it should have been the first movie four. released, I think, as recently as last spring-ish. Like, last May, I want to say, is when they should have dropped it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad that they started with this, because this felt like a fresh Oh, yeah. It's, it felt really fresh. And um, it, it, it went really well for what it was. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing other takes on MCU stories in slightly different genres, like when it comes to Falcon and Winter Soldier and eventually Loki and all that, all those different oh, concepts yeah. they're going to juggle. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be such a fascinating ride Agreed. from here on out. Yeah. I just... I'm, I'm just glad we, we're getting this new age of television where it's just like, sure, you have a mm-hmm. lot of money thrown at you, but it's just much more about the emotional development instead of just having it be focused on. Agreed, agreed. Effects. Because I think because this episode was so heavily based on that and not the special effects, like not the special effects when it comes to like giant CGI fight scenes, like the, at the ending, you know, which some people had an issue with. They're like, oh, that's all the whole yeah. last episode was. And I'm like, no, there was more that happened, but that spectacle was there because people expect spectacle in a finale. That's just. You know, that's what we've been accustomed to yeah. all these years of entertainment. Like, that's kind of our fault for expecting that, you know? So, but anyway, yeah, yeah. it's like you said, it, the majority, you know, through and through, it's all about character development. What happened in the past? How does that affect the future? What do we know now? And that was great. Like you said, it was, it made for a really solid show overall. Yeah, it, it really did, honestly. Uh, and I feel like if you had given... Mephisto or Reed Richards or have Same. not Matt Boner. <laughs> uh, like it, it would have taken away from the emotional story of Vision or even Wanda herself mm-hmm. or even their love story. And that's what people don't understand. Like, sure, like you could feel like mistaken for not having your thing happen but it's just like you can't get angry at this because it's stupid and like seeing the reactions after the episode it kind of reminded me of the last jedi because of all the outrage or because of (laughs) yeah because of all the outrage because honestly like it, it, it just felt very childish in that sense and we all saw what happened with right that, that was one of them that wasn't the only outrage with that movie but yeah that was definitely one of the huge ones that was really toxic um but that that, that plays into and it wasn't yeah. her fault like that was the writing through and through uh but that that plays into like you said yeah. people have this property uh you know they've loved for 40 plus years or and then for them to expect something to go one way and then have modern societal norms kind of and narratives try and push it in another way or just force things is in that case things felt forced that they didn't even build up to like relationships that weren't even built up to and they're like what is this yeah. what what are we being peddled and where is the focus on the story and the lore of star wars you know like yeah. it should come naturally it shouldn't be yeah. spoon-fed to you i think that that's what that outrage was and the reason why you drew the parallel is like yeah like you said people can be childish about it that this outrage from WandaVision comes from, like you said, be, people being starved and week for week speculating and being dropped hints like, you know, before we knew he was Ralph Boner, we really thought, mm-hmm. oh, okay, he looks like the X-Men Quicksilver. He walks like a duck. He talks like a duck. Maybe this yeah. is our intro into the crossover, da-da-da-da-da. And 
people could lose their minds theorizing. Yeah. And WandaVision never promised that. It just never promised that. And people lost their minds yeah. expecting, you know, Mephisto and Doctor Strange and all these crazy people to show up when all that show was doing was setting up a larger story for a movie. We didn't know it at the time, but that's what it was doing. Uh, and so people got upset. Yeah. No, but also it, it, it's about the emotional stuff. And I think the, the difference between the fan expectations here in WandaVision mm-hmm. or in Doctor Strange or in Game of Thrones is like with WandaVision, it had a clear plan. Where unlike those two, especially Game of I, Thrones and last I just two heads seasons, up, I've never or, seen Game of Thrones, but I've heard about it. <laughs> oh my god. So I heard that they disappointed they, a lot of people. Oh yeah, no. Like it I'm gonna say it was Oh wow, trash. very strong opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It it's just like the directors So they had to wrap it up or what do other stuff in this case. Yeah, so they were just like, We're not gonna give over the ratings and stuff. But anyway, off <laughs> the off point is like WandaVision felt planned. And it wasn't focusing on fan mm-hmm. expectations itself. It was focusing on the story. Where unlike Game of Thrones or mm-hmm. the new Star Wars movies, they they were using fan expectations. They were using that. And that in itself hurt the story. I hear you. I definitely hear you. Yeah. But also... No, they did not. Really they well. did not. But... I'm glad that we had this um, this first like intro into Phase Four, and it was a very strong one. I mean, yeah, it didn't live up to everybody's expectations because people drove themselves drove themselves crazy theorizing and speculating. But at the end of the day, it made for a good nine hours of entertainment, and I'm I'm very at least I'm very satisfied with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would say check it out if you can or if you want to. But honestly, I. I... Um, from what I hear, all Disney plus Marvel shows are really mm-hmm, important. Mm-hmm. They connect to the movies be- because this will be connecting to Spider-Man 3 what and I hear. Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, to wrap it all up, um, this is going to be about suggestions that we could give to you guys, the audience. Uh, well, um, I'm going to go the obvious route and say if you have any interest in the MCU, and you liked WandaVision, you should for sure check out Falcon and Winter Soldier. They start airing, uh, start streaming next Friday, not this coming Friday, but the following one on Disney Plus, and of course Loki later in the year. And there is just a lot of good stuff coming this year, guys. Keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> yeah. Um. For me, I would have to say a mm-hmm. show called Rectify. Um. It. It was a Sundance show. Um, that in itself was about a, a man who was released from prison after a crime he did not commit. He may or may have not commit. <laughs> I'm not that far. Right. I'm still on season two. <laughs> but it's much more about the emotional journey and spirituality and all that. Um, I would also recommend Falcon and Winter Soldier and yeah. all rest of Phase 4. <laughs> But um, I would also recommend Don't Let Go, which stars David Oyolo and Storm Reed. Storm Reed is from The Invisible Man, The Little Girl. Solid. I'll have to look at those. 
Yeah, um, that that is a time traveling. What's it called again? Movie. Uh, oh, don't that let go. Intriguing. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, um, and to top it off, on top of Falcon and Winter Soldier, will be released next week. Is the mm-hmm. Zack Snyder? I'm looking cut. forward to that for sure. Oh yes, four hours. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. Yeah, so other than that, um, this is the end of the podcast. Tell me what to think. And also, um, I'm back, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> all right, well, welcome right, back, man. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your shows. That's all. Have a good one. All right, thank you.